Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Activate God's Purpose. I want to go through one of the books that God has given me to write. And I want to talk about this book today, specifically because I've heard from individuals, different types of individuals, which is good because um, when different people read something you write, and or hear something you say because they're different you get different reactions you get different thoughts different opinions and sometimes what you have to say is for everybody sometimes what you have to write is for everybody and sometimes they're not but what has struck me with this book and you've heard me mention this book before it's called listening to the cry of your soul What has struck me with this book is, as different as all these people are who I have heard from about listening to the cry of your soul, the one thing that struck them is a question about purpose and divine purpose. And I've had reactions such as, I've never thought about my purpose. Oh, wow. Or I have, but I've never really given it good thought. Or I have never really connected it to God and with God. Or I read this book and I'm taking notes. And because there are pages in the book for for you to take notes. And those notes are between you and the book. Between you and God. Between you and yourself. Um, And people have found themselves writing things out that they didn't know were inside of them writing things out that they did not know were living in them, writing things out that they did not know that those were their thoughts and their opinions and their wait, oh, wait a minute moment. So I just want to go through certain parts of this book with you and I pray that it'll help you as well. So the introduction says, chapter one, Who am I? What do I want to be? Do I know? Chapter 2. Do I know my purpose in life? What does it look like? Chapter 3. What am I going to do about it? Chapter 4. I have never thought about it. My purpose in life. I have never thought about my purpose in life. Chapter 5. What are my spiritual beliefs and foundation? Chapter 6. How does my spiritual belief influence my emotions, thoughts, and actions? Chapter 7. Who or what do I draw strength, wisdom, courage, and direction from? Chapter 8. What do I want my end of life to look like? Chapter 9. There's a prayer for you. And chapter 10, scriptures to think on. And even though it's 10 chapters, it's a pretty small book. And what it does is it just asks you you a series of questions that you respond to. And it says in the back of the book, your journey with this book asks you to do one thing. And that is to take the path of truth and honesty with yourself about yourself. And, you know, in the bio section, you'll see where it says, I strongly believe 
that every person is uniquely created by God with a divine purpose, plan, blueprint, and agenda. I believe that God's divine purpose resides within us, all of us, and that we can discover and activate that purpose if we choose to, if we choose to turn to God and ask Him for His divine assistance, His divine instruction, and His, His divine direction. And so I'm going to move on to one of the pages, page 39. And there's a quote there that says, Your soul knows that within you lies unlimited gifts and power. And hand in hand with God, before you were formed, there have been divine plans for you to live and function a certain way before you were formed. There have been divine plans for you to live and function a certain way. And so maybe you're feeling odd, dysfunctional, not fitting in, nothing ever works, nothing makes sense. It's because you were created with a divine plan for you to live and function in a certain way. And your soul knows that. And so your soul is emptied out and is crying out to you. That's why the book is titled, Listening to the Cry of Your Soul. What is your soul saying to you? What is your soul seeking? What or who can fulfill, fulfill the emptiness in your soul? Your soul will take nothing else. Your soul will take nothing less than God. Your soul will take nothing less than God's divinity, than God's direction, than God's instruction. Your soul will take nothing less than God's divine plan, divine agenda, divine blueprint. But what I like about this book is it's not, it will not preach at you. It will not talk at you. It will ask you the questions. That's all. It doesn't give you ideas. It doesn't tell you what you should feel or how you should feel. That's on you. You do the work. You figure out what your soul is trying to tell you. All it does is ask you guiding questions and a couple of quotes and words just to stir up your thoughts, you know. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to go back to page one. And there's a quote in page one that says, the courage to look within is one of the hardest things to do or to find. The courage to look within is one of the hardest things to find. But when accomplished, looking within will take you to emotional, mental, and spiritual heights beyond your imagination. When accomplished, looking within will take you to, uh, to, to emotional, mental, and spiritual heights beyond your imagination. So again, the questions are, who am I? What do I want to be? Do I know? Do I know my purpose in life? What does it look like? What am I going to do about it? I have never thought about my purpose. I have never thought about my purpose in life. What are my spiritual beliefs and foundation? How does my spiritual belief influence my emotions, thoughts, and actions? Who or what do I draw strength, wisdom, courage, and direction from?
What do I want my end of life to look like? So when you look at your life, is it where you really want it to be? Is it where it should be? Even if you want your life to be where it is right now, is it where it should be? Is there more to you? Is there more for you? Is there more about you? And if you want to know, this book is asking, what are you going to do about it? Should you find out? How will you find out? Do you want to find out? These are the questions that this book poses. And if you want to know, what are you going to do about it? It's up to you. It's on you. It's about you. This is your life. This is your soul. Your soul, in chapter 5, there's a quote that says, Your soul cries for you to live and function in a divine plan far beyond your understanding and limitations. Your soul cries for you to live and function in a divine plan far beyond your understanding and limitations. Listen to the cry of your soul. When you listen to the cry of your soul, it takes you from the natural into the supernatural and you begin to walk and live in a spiritual journey. One that you cannot begin to imagine because we cannot fathom God. We can't fully explain God. But we do know that he's always there with us. God does not, not leave us hanging. So, chapter 6 says, How does my spiritual belief influence my emotions, thoughts, and actions? How does my spiritual belief affect my emotions? How does my spiritual belief influence my behavior? How does my spiritual belief direct my actions? Does it help me build my character? Does it make me a better person? How? Does it build my self-confidence and take away my insecurities? How? Does it help me self-evaluate? How? Does it help me maintain my personal relationships? How? Does it help me build my character? How? Right? How does my spiritual belief direct my actions? Describe it. How does my spiritual belief influence my behavior? Describe it. How does my spiritual belief affect my emotions? Describe it. Does it help me find my purpose in life? How? Does it help me fulfill my purpose? How? Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know what your spiritual belief is. And it goes on to say, the purpose of this book is so that you will yield to the one who has the right spiritual content. The purpose of this book is so that you will yield, so that I will yield 
to the one who has the right spiritual content. God has the right spiritual content for us. This is what I believe. This is what I have experienced. The right spiritual belief and content come from God. He is a fulfiller of our souls. He is the one who created us. So the spiritual content comes from Him. So the purpose of this book is so that you will yield to the one who has the right spiritual content. But it doesn't preach at you to do so. It doesn't talk at you to do so. It doesn't tell you or force you to do so. It simply asks you questions and you come to your own conclusion. You come to your own answers, hopefully in an honest way, because this is about you and this is for you, right? And maybe you're here and you're wondering what your life is going to look like. You're wondering what your life is going to be like. In chapter 8, it says, what do I want my end of life to look like? What do you want your end of life to look like? At the end of your life, the questions here in this book on page 45 ask, at the end of my life, what impact would I have made in people's lives? What imprint would I have left in people's lives? What type of footprint would I have left on the earth? How will I present, how, sorry, how will my present and future actions affect the world? Will my effects be negative or positive? Would I have built constructive and good things? Would I have promoted destructive and bad things? What will my legacy be? What will it look like? How will I be remembered? And what will I be remembered for? What will I be remembered as? Who will remember me and why? What will my end look like? Where will my soul go at the end of it all? Do I know? And then there's a quote that says, find out why you are on this earth. Find out why you carry his breath, that is God's breath, and why you are designed the way you are. Your soul needs to know. Your soul needs to know. Your soul needs to stop being and feeling empty and miserable. Your soul needs to know. Your soul is your mind, your emotions, your thoughts, your heart, your feelings. Your soul needs to know. Why are you hurting so much? Why are you feeling so lost and insecure? Your soul needs to know and your soul knows where you ought to go, where you ought to be and who you ought to be with. But your soul knows that it can't force you. I can't force you. God can't force you. The choice is ultimately yours. And so in listening to the cry of my soul, again, questions, scriptures, um, pages for you to take notes, to be honest with yourself. In chapter 9, there's a prayer for you. And 
I wrote a prayer. I pray that whoever you are now, wherever you have been, whatever you have done, you will enter a new relationship with God, your maker and your creator. He formed and crafted you and sent you to this earth for a specific reason. God sent you here for a specific reason. Now remember, that's what I believe. Listening to the cry of your soul will ask you what you believe. I believe in God's divine purpose. I believe in his divine blueprint. I believe in his divine plan, his divine instruction, his divine direction. And I miss it sometimes, but I believe it. And I believe it so much that he figures out how to work it out for me because he looks at my heart and he knows that I just want to do what he wants me to do. I want to be who he wants me to be. But I also understand that he cannot force me. So there's nothing in this book that forces you to be who you're not or who you don't want to be or who um, stops you from being who you choose to be. It's just asking you questions and making you think. And your job is to answer the questions in an honest fashion for your own sake. The prayer goes on to say, I pray that you discover why he, God, took the time to form you and send you. Remember, I believe that God created us. He formed us. Maybe you don't, or maybe you're not sure. You're sitting on the fence. So what is the reason that God formed you? Find out why, and you will find the peace, joy, love, knowledge, wisdom, fullness, and stability that you have been seeking. There is a purpose for your life. There is a reason for your being. There is a divine plan and blueprint laid out just for you. Your restlessness will stop when you turn back to God and when you seek him who has all the answers that you are searching for. His ways are not ours. And I pray that you find the courage to turn to God and ask him whom you truly are. I pray that you will have the revelation that you do need God. I pray that you will have the understanding, wisdom and courage to follow him. You have seen that not all the things you thought would anchor you and bring you great joy and peace have worked. You live with a hole in your heart and soul. Your life remains unfulfilled. You know this. Within you, there is still a deep cry for more. I pray that you will allow God to fill that hole in your soul. Only He can understand that kind of cry. Only He can take away that ache. I pray for your sake that you will not resist his help. After all, nothing else has worked for you, so why wait any longer? Who and what are you afraid of? They too, in their frailties, need God and will fail you. Who are you depending on, yourself? Well, look in the mirror. That is why we are here. Look in the mirror. Mercy, love, 
restoration and transformation await you. It is not too late to ask God to bring you back to your original, unique form whom he created. It is not too late to ask him to fix and renew you. It is not too late to ask him to put you in the center of his will for your life according to his plans and purposes. Do not stay away. Ask him. Many things will try to hold you back from yielding to him. But is it worth it? Are they worth it? This is your life. You have one chance. Don't play with it. Give it back to the one who gave it to you in the first place. He knows what to do. Trust him. Listen to the cry of your soul. Respond to the questions honestly. Talk it out honestly. Talk it out with yourself, with the book and with God. Talk it out with the Holy Spirit. This is your soul. Listen to the questions. Listen to the directions. It's up to you. It's on you. The book is here for you. And I'm here for you. I could try to help as best as possible. But at the end of the day, it's your job to help yourself. The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You can read the whole Bible. You can hear about Jesus. You can hear about God. You can hear about the Holy Spirit. You can read listening to the cry of your soul. At the end of the day, it is up to you. God has given us a free will. And so we have free choice. Be careful what you choose. It's your freedom, yes. But freedom should also bring divine sense, divine common sense, divine intelligence, divine instruction, divine knowledge, divine revelation. Open your eyes, open your heart, open your ears to the voice of God. Listen to the cry of your soul. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You can find Listening to the Cry of Your Soul at www.activategodspurpose.com. It'll link you to the online bookshop. You can write to me at activategodspurpose at gmail.com. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I will talk to you soon and feel free to reach out www.activategodspurpose.com or activategodspurpose at gmail.com You can also find us on Instagram activategodspurpose God bless you or I'm sorry, Twitter at activategodplan God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. May you discover your wonderful self. May you thrive in your wonderful self. May you thrive in your miraculous self. You, the handiwork, 
you the masterpiece of God. Yes, you. And me too. God bless you and talk to you soon. Thank you.